All right, this is a new nigun. Not a new nigun, it's a very old nigun, but I've been singing it a lot lately. It's from uh, Michal Shapiro. And um, I don't know why it didn't make it on the last album, but it just means we got to do it. Uh, we got to do it on the next one. But this is just something. I had a concert this last Monday Shabbos in uh, Shalavim and the Rosh. And my dear Chaver, Rabbi Ari Waxman, asked me as we were leaving. He's like, is, "Have there been any Nigunim that have uh, actually opened up something in you recently? Do you feel new with any new Nigun?" Um, and I didn't say anything to him that night, but I want to go back to him with this one because it's touching upon a chord that's so special. My help is coming 
coming from the Lord, Creator of heaven and earth. Da 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 la 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 It's also, tonight is also the Shloshim. It's the Shloshim of a very dear friend of ours, Nachman Futterman. We spoke about him the last few weeks, and um, I'm forcing myself the next day or two to put everything other than family, everything other than family on hold, and just write up a little bit to share and, and write up um, some of the f- memories and learnings and, and the deep, deep connection that I was privileged to have with him, but this is a nigun that he loved very much. This is a Breslover nigun they sing in Uman and Rosh Hashanah. And uh, he had a way of telling you things in a, in, a, in, a, in a sweet way, but it was pretty, sometimes kharif, but this, I was too sensitive when he told me it, and only now I realize how, how special it is. He came to one of my concerts, and I played for him an old, uh, I, I played an old Rib Shlomo nigun, Ve'yeda Kol Paul Ki'ata Pe'alta. So I said to Nachman, what do you think of that new Shlomo? And he's like, you know, in Uman we sing a, a beautiful Vayeda Kol Paul Ki Alto Pe Alto. He just started talking about the Nigun from um, in Breslov. I think it's an old Chassidish Nigun. It goes like this. Vayeda Kol Paul Ki Alto Pe Alto Yolvin Kol Yitzor Ki Alto Yitzor Vayeda Kol Paul Ki Alto Pe Alto Yolvin Kol Yitzor Ki Alto Yitzor friends we have we have a short something very short and to the point that I want to get to 
those that would love to, uh, those that want to, uh, I guess, help us a little bit with connection. If you want to turn on your cameras, it'd be beautiful. If not, no one's forcing you, but it would just be good. We have so much, oh, so many mechitzas, so many like screens that are dividing. So just to be able to see each other a little bit more is always very, very helpful. So obviously one of the reasons we're doing tonight like this is because everything's mishuga. We don't understand anything. And most importantly, what I wanted to speak about is that even though we don't understand a lot of different things that are going on, we don't have to understand any, more or less anything. We don't have to understand anything. But when we see so many different people that aren't feeling well, Pashut Me'od aren't feeling good, so many people are not feeling well. Whether it's the flu, whether it's other symptoms, whether it's so many different things. And when that happens, it just calls, about, it calls out that we need something we never ever had before, some level of avodat, some level of clarity, some level of connection that we absolutely um, never ever ever had before. Now, even though we don't have to understand everything, when we see someone else in pain, and we call out to Hashem, it's not because we don't understand, but it's that we can't mekabel that someone's suffering. So I saw a word today, I forget where I saw it, maybe I could find it really fast. It was such a beautiful, t- oh yeah, a beautiful tar from the Rizhner. It says that, um, let me see if I could just pull this up really fast. It says like this, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, what are, you, what are you screaming at me for? Keep on walking. So the vision is said like this, is this the Pele? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu scream? God promised him that, you know, I'm going to strengthen Paro's heart, he's going to run after you and everything. So why didn't you just trust that everything's going to be okay? So listen to what the vision is. This is such a beautiful title from the vision he says, Ela she'al cheshbonam shel tzalot Yisrael kashe liot bal bitachon vesavlani. This is so beautiful. I'm going to say it again. Al cheshbonam shel tzalot Yisrael. When it's on the cheshbon of seeing Yidin suffering, it's very hard to be someone that's a bal bitachon, to just be in the place of, whatever, I have bitachon, everything will be okay, vesavlani, and be patient. So as much as I don't understand, none of us really understand what's going on in the world. Bichlal, when I see people that are suffering, it's not about understanding and not understanding. Uh, just, it's a, the natural response of a Jew that sees another Jew in pain is to scream, is to say, I can't accept the Jew suffering. And I think that's been a, that's an important Nikudat uh, to focus on now, as opposed to what's going on, what's what does all this mean? What's all these craziness? We used to freak out in Eretz Yisrael when like eight people got Corona in a day. Now we basically have like eighty five thousand people getting it in a day. We don't understand anything, but that's not the point. We never understood anything. <laughs> we didn't understand when things were good either. We didn't understand it. But then, what's my natural reaction? to seeing someone suffering. 
That's the Nikuda. So what I wanted to do tonight is see a beautiful piece from Rib Shlomo that speaks, that ties in, you know, what we're what we're on the brink of in terms of uh definitely in terms of um what I feel is uh I'm sure all of you feel the same. We're on this like you know, all of us are about to have to jump into Yamsuf at a certain point. May as well be this Shabbos, because that's what's happening in the Parsha, right? So all of us are jumping into Yamsuf anyway. But we're basically between Shirat Ayam, between crossing of the Red Sea, and Tubishvat this coming Sunday, there's a lot, a lot that we could pick up on right now in the air. That would be a big chaval if we didn't take advantage of it. So I want you to take a look at the following piece. Rabbi Shlomo says like this, there's no question in our minds that we will always be in Israel. We will always be in Yerushalayim, we will always be Yidin, but we are always wondering, God, why are you making it so hard on us? So Tomeret, I don't think anyone here feels like we're about to lose everything. I don't think anyone here really has the fear of um, we're on the brink of elimination or I don't know what. But together with all that, we still are wondering, even though I know everything will be okay, why? Why does it, Why are you making it so hard? I trust you. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not leaving. So why do you have to make it so hard? I believe everything will be okay. Yiddishkeit will be here. Yidin will be here. Eretz Yisrael will be here. Everything will be here. So if I know that, and if I believe that, then why do you have to make it so hard, HaKadosh Baruch Hu? That's the opening statement. Second paragraph. Is there anybody who understood the way God is running the world more than Moshe Rabbeinu? At the end of the portion of Shmos, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu could not understand how God was taking us out from Egypt. Right? Lama hare osa la'amaza. Rebbe Leib Eger brings down that this means that God's plan is coming from the most exalted place in the world. It's coming from such a deep place, not even Moshe Rabbeinu can grasp it. So what does that mean? If Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the smartest of all men that ever existed, doesn't even understand the manner in which Hashem chooses to unfold the whole Zach, why do we think, humbly speaking, why do we think that we're supposed to be on the level that we can understand how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unfolding Geula right now. Moshe Rabbeinu himself doesn't understand it. Meaning Rebbe Leib Eger is explaining to us, what is the, he's basically answering the question, what, are we, what is the Torah gaining by showing us that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand how God is orchestrating redemption? Aye, just to prove to us that it's such a deep mystery that just because you don't understand and maybe you're not reading all the signs correctly, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You're actually in good company. Whose company are you with? You're, you're with Moshe Rabbeinu. You're in Moshe Rabbeinu's company. And that's a very humbling thing. So he continues like this. Third paragraph. To continue explaining why it's such an intense thing that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand. Third paragraph, Moshe Rabbeinu never asked God anything for himself his whole life. He would, he would only ask on behalf of Yidin. But there's only one time 
Or Moshe Rabbeinu asks something for himself. Let me see the Holy Land. Right? Parashat Vaitchanan. And the Midrash is so heartbreaking. The Midrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu says to God, I don't mind being just a bird. Make me into a bird and I'll fly into Yerushalayim. I just want to be able to see the Holy City. And how much can you ask? And God says no. You know what that means, that God says no? It means that God's plan is coming from such a deep place, even Maishe Rabbeinu can't understand it. But you know something? Forget about then. What about now? Can anybody understand what's happening today? Anyone who says, I understand what's happening today, has no idea what they're talking about. Let me give you a little bit of a context when these words were said. These words were said in January 1991. Does anyone recall what was going on in the world January 1991? I remember very clearly as a 10-year-old boy living in Ranana, hearing and feeling the scuds exploding in Ramat Gan and in Bnei Brak and our buildings shaking in Ranana. It's January 1991. We have no idea what's going on in the world. We just know that we all may... We know there's a... I, mean, I didn't know this then, but I'm sure that perhaps my parents did a good job concealing uh, a certain fear. But there could have been a nuclear attack on all of Amisra. Zatomerit, I don't even... Because I was I was so young that I don't even realize the possible trauma that could have taken place. But we're sitting in Eretz Yisrael. Some Meshugana in Iraq is threatening to wipe out all of us. We don't know if these warheads, we don't know if these scuds, if these missiles are carrying, um, you know, the poison that he was threatening to, 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 to shoot at us. No one knows what's going on. We don't understand. America tells Israel, don't attack. We got your back. Meanwhile, he keeps on shooting scud after scud. The buildings are shaking. Kids are sleeping in, with their gas mapped. What is, what's going on? Now, it was, it was, that, that was the sense of what's going on. Can anyone understand? Like that was the paragraph he just said. Can anyone understand what's going on in the world? That's the language. That's the, that's the Nusach of saying it in 1991 during the, during the Gulf War. But today, 2022, 31 years later, 31 years later, we have no, we can't understand for our lives what on earth is going on over here. What has happened in the world? What is going on in the world? Is the world still functioning? Is it not functioning? Have everyone besides us lost their minds? Or did we lose our minds and everyone else is more or less okay with it? What is going on in this world? Did every shul go meshuga, or did only our shul go meshuga? Did every chavra lose their brain? Did every family completely neglect uh, basic health needs, or is it the other way around? What is going on in the world? Can anyone understand what's going on in the world? And Reb Shlomo just told us, anyone that tells you, what was the lesson? Anyone that tells you they understand what what's going on in the world has no idea what they're talking about. Next paragraph. I want you to know the deepest depths. Sometimes God is leading us in a very clear way. A clear way means that God is leading us and we know what He wants. 
When God says, keep Shabbos, I know what he wants. He wants me to keep Shabbos. When God says, put on tefillin, I know what he wants. What God wants of us today reaches so deep because we don't know exactly what he wants. I want you to look at that that language, that Lushan again. What God wants of us today reaches so deep because we don't know exactly what he wants. What does that mean? We're usually under the assumption that when we understand something, ah, it doesn't get deeper than that. God says something, I do it, and it works. Weiter, next. But the deepest mysteries of the world are the ones that we don't really understand, but just because we don't understand them, it doesn't mean it's not deep. It actually means it's deeper than anything we understand. So is God, let's just call it, let's just call the elephant in the room, okay? Does anyone understand how Hashem is leading us today? Does anyone understand anything about, is anything clear about what God wants of us today? Don't tell me right now, Achdus. God wants Achdus yesterday also. He wanted it two years ago. He wanted it three years ago. He wanted it 3,000 years ago. And don't tell me Eretz Yisrael, because that's also what Hashem always wanted too. But on the Pneumius of the all Pneumius, in order to be a real deep, while being a Pashto Yid, what is it that God wants of us today? So Reb Shlomo is saying, it must be something so deep because none of us understand it. Again, something God is leading me clearly. He tells me what He wants. I know what He wants. I do it. And it's beautiful. But when I don't understand something, I have to become such an Ish Pnimi. I, I, I can't be any... I can't keep on being a Yid the way I was until now. Like even yesterday is not good enough for today. That's how, that's how it's going every day right now. Even yesterday, even this morning's Shachris is not good enough for tonight's Ma'ariv. And tomorrow morning's Shachris won't be as good enough, won't be good. Tonight's Ma'ariv won't be as good for tomorrow's Shachris. Every single second right now, because I don't understand exactly what God wants of me, it demands of me to peel off layer after layer, believing that if I really work on myself in the deepest depths, I can begin to understand what a Kaddish Baruch Hu actually wants of me, because Mamish, we have no, we have absolutely no idea. Bottom paragraph. The question is, did we ever understand anything? When we came out of Egypt, we were waiting for God to redeem us. God fulfilled His promise, and He redeems us, and takes us out of out of Egypt. That much we understood. And here in our parsha, we come to the Red Sea, and Paro's running after us again. Like Rabbi Shlomo was saying, think about that for a second. Hashem told us, I'm going to get you out of here, it's going to be difficult, but just follow my lead, or, or follow Moshe and Aaron's lead. And they do, and that all works. But then a few minutes later, what ends up happening? Oh, no one told us there's going to be this crazy moment where I'm not going to understand anything and I'm going to have to jump, which is the story that we're in right now. Bishalach is this surprise. It doesn't... Bishalach is like a surprise episode that wasn't previewed to Am Yisrael when they were still slaves. That much they knew. They knew they had to get out. They knew there'd be miracles. They knew it would be a year of trauma. That much they understood. Twelve months passed. And now what? Now they're stuck at this place of, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize that it just 
there'd be another stumbling block. There'd be another michshol that wasn't prepared for this one. We come to the Red Sea and Paro's running after us again. So now Reb Shlomo says like this. This is a classic mashal he would say. Imagine. Imagine I would interview a Yidullah five minutes before the splitting of the Red Sea. On one side is the sea, on one side is the Egyptian army, and on both sides were wild animals, the Midrash tells us. And I'd ask this Jew, can you explain to me what's going on here? God took you out of Egypt. He took care of you with the ten plagues. That much you understood. But what does he want now? This doesn't make any sense. He just brings you here to the Red Sea for Paro to kill you? He could have done that before. So what's going on? Friends, you know what this sounds like? I hate to say it. This mushal he just gave sounds like a question we can ask today in a very, very harif way. God took you out of being bones and skeletons after Auschwitz, brought you to Eretz Yisrael, pulls these crazy miracles in 1948 and 1967. All for what? So that for the next 50-60 years, you could continue to be so confused and not understand what's going on, feeling deserted, feeling neglected, feeling confused. That's that's the question that we're asking ourselves today, and that is the question you could have asked a Yidla that's waiting by the shore in our parsha, Vahi Bishalach Parolisa'am. Where are your promises? Where what is going on with the Ashgacha? that led you until now. Where did that go? Who's running the show? What in the world is going on over here? So, Rip Shlomo continues. And here I want you to open your hearts in the deepest depths. Why do we recite the portion of crossing of the Red Sea every morning? Because a Jew is someone who never forgets that God is doing miracles for us all the time. Even five minutes before the miracle is happening, you absolutely don't understand what's going on, but just wait. Just wait. Wait a few minutes. Right now, none of us understand bichlal what's going on in the world. We can't believe that all the data that we've accumulated, all the precautions, everything has all led us to kind of like this place of like, you're kind of right back in the circle where you started. Which is interesting because, you know, when we crossed the Red Sea, do you know where we ended up? Like, what was the other side of where we crossed? So the Gemara tells us, we learned this many years ago. We crossed the Red Sea, but we kind of did a circle. We came back on the same side of the sh- of the shore. We didn't cross over. We went into the water, and then came, and the water stood, the chule, and then it came back on the same side. It's kind of how we feel. It's like we jumped into this, this sea of like, we don't know anything, and Muna, it's all good, and we're all gonna, uh, you know, whatever it was we were going through two years ago, and we're kind of in a weird way on the same side right now. As mother, what is it, what is it bringing out of us? So Reb Shlomo said, you know, we say Az Yashir every morning to remind us not about the miracle of Az Yashir, but to think about the Jew a minute before Az Yashir took place. Where was he in his mind? What was he thinking of a moment, a moment before the sea had split? 
It's, it's, that's a very interesting thing to point out. It's not about the crossing of the Red Sea. It's about where were you a moment before the Red Sea was split? And Rabbi says, just wait, just wait a few minutes. Just like with the Amsuf, you, had to, you interviewed that Jew and he would say, I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to wait another minute. There's one more very important ingredient. Second paragraph. This Pasha always comes together with Hamisha Asa Bishvat. What's the connection between crossing the Red Sea and Hamisha Asa Bishvat? So Bleibel Eger says that on Tu Bishvat, that's Hamisha Asa, right? The 15th. Bleibel Eger says that on Tu Bishvat, it's clear to the tree that unless new sustenance is coming up from the roots, the tree will die. It'll completely dry out. And when does this tree receive this new energy? One second before the tree dies. Not a second before. Do you know when God opens the sea? At the last moment. There's a passage that says, You feed everyone in their time. God is doing miracles in His time. Mamish, in His time. If the miracles we need didn't happen yet, it means it still isn't the right time, but it could be a second later. To believe in God is not only to believe in God this moment. To believe in God means how much do you remember the miracles of yesterday? Do you remember how much God took care of all of, of all your life? Do you realize how often you had to leave Egypt? And are you aware of how many Red Seas you have already crossed? So there's a few things I wanted to point out over here. We say Az Yashir to remind us of two things. One, that we've we've had many moments we thought we were about to die. But Rebbe you gave us new sustenance at the last second, just like the trees receiving new sustenance on Tu Bishvat. I remember every single morning that so many times I thought I'm on the verge of, I'm going to expire. It's all done. Gamarnu. And yet what? Zeloka. That's not what happened. So I remember that, and I remember also, I remember so strongly that a minute before the sea split, I had no idea what was going to be. But I was there, I didn't give up, I waited. And that's why I say Az Yashir every single morning. But I also knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to open up something brand new for me, new sustenance like I'd never received before. So friends, who are we kidding? How can we continue and go on without new sustenance in our Yiddishkeit? How are we going to go on? But we have to demand for it. We have to cry for it. We see Yidin in pain. We see kids going what we call off the derech. What do you think the avoda is to look at God and say, Oh, make them do tshuva, make them do tshuva. Ma pitom? The avoda is, Ribbon Shleilam, Or chadash al tzion ta'ir. There's got to be new light. You have to... There's got to be a, a clearer and lighter revelation. It just has to be. It has to be. We need a complete rejuvenation. We need a renewal like we never, ever saw before. Something new. Something we never saw before. But I think it also, and I had this conversation with my dear friend Yehuda Katz the other day, I think that because the level of we don't understand anything is so thick, it's so clear, we have to also say to ourselves, that means that we're on the brink of light like we never saw it before. 
Meaning because there's such bilbul, because so many people aren't feeling good with enough love and patience that we have towards other people and to ourselves, we could truly help create right now this vessel for what's about to appear to us. And what's about to appear to us is something we never ever could have imagined before. Ever. And that, I, I have to say, like, if, if, if we don't have that in the forefront of how we approach life right now, why yesh lano? What do we have? If nothing. So just like we say Az Yashir every single morning, and we remember the minute before the Kriyas Yamsuf, as well as Kriyas Yamsuf. Friends, right now, I just want you all to remember, there's going to be a revelation very, very soon. It has to be. It happens all the time. We just don't always see it, but hopefully we'll see it. We'll be sensitive enough to it. And we'll go back to moments like this on a Wednesday night where we're kind of back on a Zoom instead of being in person for whatever reasons. Why? <laughs> so that we can right now take advantage of this moment of before everything is clear and look up to Shemaim and say, on my cheshbon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm waiting for you. But on the cheshbon of Yidin that are suffering, endly savlanut. I have no patience. Moshe Rabbeinu style. Just like he did. We should be blessed to be real Talmidim of Moshe Rabbeinu. We should be blessed to have enough koach to be Talmidim of Nachshon ben Aminadav. And the clarity of as to what that means today, to be a Nachshon, should be clear to us on every single level. No one should be in any type of pain whatsoever. And we should all merit Or Chadash al Tzion Ta'ir. When Yizkechulanu Mehera, 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 Le'oro. Good Shabbos, good everything. Thank you for being with us, everyone.